Thank you for listening to Tooth Be Told. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at realdentist with an S at gmail.com. That's realdentist, R-E-A-L, dentist with an S at gmail.com. Remember, the opinions on this podcast are just that, our professional opinions. The final decision about your health should be made by you and a trusted dental professional. Welcome to Tooth Be Told. What's going on? This is Dr. Aka. This is Dr. Kradok. We have a, a special guest in the building today uh, for episode five, right? Time yeah. flies. We got five episodes. You have five episodes? I only thought you had one. It's okay. a, see, 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 this is... That was unnecessary. You're, you're a guest. No. Relax. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how famous we are. Right? Exactly, exactly. So we got... Uh, this is episode I'll save five. it for later. Episode, okay. episode five, we're, 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 we're graced with uh, Dr. Cow here today. Hello, hello, hello. Yes. Uh, what, what are our topics that we're, we're going to go over today, Walt? Well, you hate the way I say it, but we're going to talk about crowns and, and, and tooth in a day, or Cirac. Tooth in a day? Yes. Basically, when you go to the dental office, you can actually get your crown the same day. It used to be back in the day when I went to dental school, you take the impression and you tell a patient, go home with a temporary, and then two weeks later, you come back. And they curse your name for two weeks when they have a temporary. No, my temporary was was amazing. What are you talking about? How many about? temporaries did you make, though? Bro, I was a general dentist before this. Te- I made okay. at least 50. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's right. actually impressive. I think that's okay. not bad. That's not bad for Thank a periodontist. You. Exactly. <laughs> I need you to go ahead and preface mm-hmm. that. Like, right? but anyway, um, so the reason why Dr. Cal is with us is because he has one of these machines in his office. So do he, you. He's a specialist at this, like like myself. Okay, what do you guys want to call yourself? I, I think there should be a residency for this, actually. For, for, yeah. yeah. Wow, you guys mm-hmm. are kind of so, hard. So you're, you're calling it tooth and nail, but it's actually Cyric. Mm-hmm. Right? You call it Cyrac. I do call it Cyrac. Right? Like Sir, Chirac. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> whatever whatever you Chicago. call it. Uh, basically using the computer to make make a tooth, right? That's exactly right. Right? Yeah, so I mean, you guys are going to... I mean, that's where, I guess, dentistry is going now. Everything's more digital and stuff like that, right? Because people are lazy. They don't want to come back again. People are too busy. Yeah. They're just too busy. I'm actually going to agree with... I'm going to disagree with you guys. You think people are not lazy? No, I do. I believe people are lazy. I just think that... You, that shouldn't be a selling point. Like, oh, really? okay, I get in a day. No one has ever said to me, by the way, I hope that I get my tooth in a day. You know what they say to me? They say, how much is it going to be and is it going to hurt? I don't know. That's it. So there's some people out there. I mean, the 50-year-old people, they have had crowns before. 50-year-old. And that's, yeah. the, only, that's the only age. The baby boomers. So they've had a bunch of crowns done before. Okay. They know what a temporary crown is like. They right. know what multiple visits be like. And they know if a crown doesn't fit well. It okay. takes extra weeks to actually make one if All you right. send it out to the lab. Okay. So, I mean, do you, have, do you have crowns that you make in-house that doesn't fit the first time? Yeah, but yeah. then I'd make it again. Yeah. Well, now, now so, you, so how long does that take? How 30, long does it take? 30, 30 minutes. minutes? 30 yeah. minutes to redo a, a whole yeah. new crown. Yeah. To, As opposed to, to two weeks? To scan, right. to um, to mill, and to fire. should only take you about 30 minutes after anesthetic and after drilling on the tooth and everything. It should yeah. only take about 30 minutes. Okay. Well, so here's a question I have, ready? Yeah. How long does it take you guys to cut a, cut a crown right? doesn't matter. No. How long does it take? I need that answer. How long does it take? 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes. We'll mm-hmm. give you 15 minutes, mm-hmm. right? And how long does it take you to make it temporary? Five. Five minutes. So 20 minutes and the patient can leave, right? Mm-hmm. You take an impression, another five minutes, 25 minutes, patient can leave, right? Okay. So they can go back and do whatever they want. How long does this take from beginning to end to do a CIRAC crown? About an hour and a half. Yeah. An hour and a half. That's yeah. if you hit it 
on the on the on the nail the first time. Once you've had no. enough practice, you get yeah on the nail first yeah. time every time. So basically, twenty five minutes versus an hour and a half, mm-hmm. two hours, depending on what you guys are doing. And you're telling me that people are willing to wait that two and a half instead of going and doing whatever they want, come back for another ten minute appointment. I mean, so I, I let minutes. them go what, for that thirty minutes. They can go get some food, but they have to come back though. Yeah, they have to. It's the same day. It's gas. They can they don't, they can walk right next door and get do a what? pizza. Well, what's next door? A pizza place. Oh, so, so <laughs> that's awesome. So, so that's, I, have, I have edible arrangements. They can't even go. Oh, there. okay, okay. So yeah, you're man. telling me your benefit is hey, you can go do whatever. How about this? Yeah, about, go get some lunch. Go back and be ready. Hang out with your family. Whenever the crown comes in, that's been made by a laboratory professional. Somebody two weeks that, later. No, somebody that does it all the time. But two weeks later. Okay, but how many times? Uh, have they done it? They've done thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of crowns, right? Okay. You guys haven't done as much as they have. So how do you tell oh, me that they're tell, better I wouldn't say that. Some of, the, yeah. some of these labs don't have experienced people. I mean, you, know, I mean. You, you don't know who you're getting, right? You're, you're sending it off to, 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 it could be this person, this lab tech's it, it first case. It could be case. in China. Yeah. They could be Some outsourcing labs it. Outsourced it in China nowadays. These PFMs are sent to China and they somehow arrive at your doorstep two weeks later from China. Yeah. And they all tell you that. Yeah, well, the, my iPhone's made in China. You have issues with China? But, <laughs> is, is that what we're going with? How many children had to die for that? <laughs> Valid point. Valid point. Okay. Do you want to support that child labor industry? Okay. That sounds like a good point. Right. But what I'm getting at, okay, is you have someone who has a lot of experience. A lot of experience with, you know, um, getting the crowns done doing it over and over and hopefully over hopefully right? hopefully but, but most likely right most okay likely. and then we have somebody like yourselves who you're not lab techs you guys are dentists you're professionals and what you do is you cut the crown you know what goes into all that right so you're telling me that i'd rather depend on you guys who does who don't do it as much versus somebody who does yeah because i actually see the patient the lab tech doesn't know the patient from adam right they don't know how the tooth is prepped they don't know uh, what the nerve looks like. They're just making a crown, right? It looks like a tooth. They're not caring about the occlusion. I'm the one that has to actually talk to the patient, give them a product, and then deal with the results afterwards. In my, I've done lots of lab crowns. Uh, I would definitely say the negatives of what can go wrong with a lab crown make me want to do a same-day crown every single day. So what could go wrong with a lab crown? Uh, most most often then, temp breaks or a temp comes off. But that's, that's your end. That has nothing to do with the lab. It doesn't, but it has to do with me and it has to do with my time. So that, that five minutes I spent making that temporary turns into 30 minutes of me dealing with them on the phone because when it breaks, it's on the weekend, right? When I'm trying to relax, enjoy my life, and I get the call. <laughs> okay. Two but- o'clock in the morning, why did my temp come off? I was only chewing rocks, uh, you know, um, and I have to deal with it. I have to find them a place where they can come in and I remake the temp. But that's your temporary. Again, your temporary. My I'm temper. talking about the crown that's made in the lab. That had nothing to do with it. I've had crowns that come back that don't fit right. The margins are open. And then what do I have to do but send it back? And now a crown that was supposed to be cemented in two weeks, it's now four weeks. Uh, and the patient is a little bit more upset because they had plans. They were, they were planning to go to Costa Rica uh, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> okay. and, and, now, I've, and now I've messed that up. Oh. So they, bl- they blame me. They don't blame the lab. They blame me for choosing the lab. So you and the lab tech is Bob somewhere. He doesn't care. So you like to micromanage. You like to everything in your control. Yes. And that's the reason why yep. you guys like this. Yeah. Because everything's in your so control. So buying Sarek means you have to buy oven. Means you have to buy standing glaze. 
if you have a mismatch, you have to know how to stay in glaze. It makes you learn how to do it, be a better doctor. Explain that to me. What's stain in glaze? Stain glaze is where you customize the crown to make it look like a natural crown. If you have to match another tooth that's in, existing in the mouth, okay. like the next door neighbor, okay. then you have to add a little color to it. Okay. Because teeth don't all look white. They have some blue tints. They have some yellow tints. So you can add that on the fly. Preach. Yeah. So <laughs> otherwise, you're going to have to take pictures I and send that to the lab. <laughs> No, <laughs> I need you not to be chill. So this is what I do. <laughs> I, I'm I'm on, in the middle. I'm in the middle of the spectrum here. I still do lab crowns. I still I do. I love Sarek too. I think Sarek is just the tool for you to do some efficient dentistry. It is not always the way to go, depending on your skill in designing stuff, okay. and also your kind of you have to consider the materials that are available to mill right now. Although you pretty much can mill anything now because they bought zirconia blocks onto the market but that's still not tested yet but when you say mill anything talk to me about what does that mean mill okay so a crown starts off as a porcelain block okay and the ceric is basically it has a mill uh, almost like a 3d printer but it's actually subtractive it's not additive it's not okay. like a resin okay. so it cuts this shape of a crown uh, this block or uh, a cube into this the shape of a crown okay and it's really accurate and then you have to treat it so that it hardens or it gets the color that it needs by putting an oven putting shade and glaze on it okay and then making it, it comes look up. more natural making it look more natural gotcha okay and you can do all this in your office you can do all this in your office in and a day Cerec is just a tool it's not the answer to everything <laughs> uh, but it is awesome because you can finish that crown what some of our friends can finish crowns within 45 minutes depending on the material okay yeah. and it actually looks like a tooth yeah and that's the problem right a lot of dentists and a lot of cases that i've seen the, the tooth doesn't even look right it doesn't look good you really need a molar to look like a molar and have all those grooves and dark stains and everything no it just needs to be in the occlusion and, right. And, I mean, and let's be right. honest. Have you have you ever seen a have you ever seen a lab crown that didn't look like a tooth because of occlusion or the way you prepped it? Well, then that has something to do again with the preparation. Yeah. And with the doctor, the doctor and the prep doing and it properly so that they get the results that they want. Right. Yeah, I remember exactly. when I was a resident before I became a um, periodontist, my director told me, if you want the product, if you want the product that you are looking for, you have to be as detailed as possible with your lab script. All right. right. So I used to write like literally a page worth of everything that I wanted. They don't, they don't listen to that you shit. Were, you were a short They don't read that yeah. shit. No, they actually they don't read that shit. <laughs> they, they, they put as much porcelain as possible where you gave them space. Well, I gave them uh, enough They still have to... Okay. So back in the day, you used PFM. If you right. don't reduce enough, your metal is going to show. Your okay. metal is going to show. That means you're going to have a metal tooth and that happens to most people if you have to try on a second molar. That's mm -hmm. going to happen. Mm -hmm. You don't make second molars look pretty. <laughs> you you just can't make. I mean, people can. Those are the the great if ones. You were, if you were so, if you were in Hollywood, you would want to yeah. make that second molar look pretty. Well, so that's the whole point. Just don't take okay. a picture of it. Okay. <laughs> but I mean, there's other listeners need to know there's limitations, right? Second molar. If it's root canal, I can make it. I can make almost any root canal tooth look pretty. Let's okay. be honest. But if I'm going to deal with, oh, it's kind of sensitive every now and again, you're too close to the nerve, mm -hmm. but, but, that changes how I can prep the tooth, right? That's right. a clinical limitation. Right. But I think the fact of being able to correct mis mishaps is, is a big deal. So being able to make sure that I have everything under your, under your control is what you really look for. I'll, I'll give you this story. I had a patient came in, very demanding patient, 
Uh, let's just start. I'll be completely honest. I didn't want to see her because she came in there. She was already demanding things before I even saw her. And I'm like, who, who are you? I feel like all your stories start off with, I didn't want to see them. Uh, <laughs> but you know, you get that gut feeling like, right. uh, this is going to be a problem. It's going to be a bad day. She's like, every dentist I've ever seen is horrible. They suck, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what does my front staff tell her? But, oh, Dr. Cradock is the best. He's great. He's going to, he's going to fix it. They hyped you up. Yeah. You, he, you don't like leaning back in the chair for long. He's going to, he's so quick. He'll do it so fast. And you don't have to worry about it. Beautiful. Short, the, let's go to the ending. Basically we did a lab crown, right? Okay. The lab crown comes back. One of the margins is not ideal. I show her the x-ray and I'm like, and I'm trying to explain to her why I can't submit this crown. So where the tooth and the crown meet? Where the tooth and the crown meet at the margin, there was an opening there. You can get food and stuff trapped like that if if we tried to submit a crown like that. Um, Before I could even say I can't submit this, she's like, you're not submitting that in my mouth. That's a horrible crown. Okay, I was just about to tell you I wasn't going to submit this and I was trying to show you why uh, in in the picture, in the Mm -hmm. x-ray. I told her, yeah, we got to send this back to the lab, and they messed up. She said, you chose the lab, so you messed up. Exact oh. words. You chose the lab, so you... I don't care what... Oh. I don't care oh, I don't man. care what you say. I didn't get to pick them. You picked them. So now say? I want it for free, because they messed up. I said, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I see your hands are moving. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you, can, you can see I got... I, I feel some type of way about this, this case, because I'm right? like, oh, okay. So you're making it seem like I did something wrong. I said, you know what? I have a machine here. I can, I'm going to make you a new crown. I'm going to make it. I'm going to give you a crown that's, it may have cost you a little bit more, but I'm going to make it here in office in, in 30 minutes. And it's going to be better than this one. And that's what I did. She, the, we did it. The margin was perfect. I designed it myself. I still had to pay the lab for that crown because this patient, I didn't want to see her again. I told her after this, I'm not, we're, this, is, this is a confrontational relationship. I dismissed her. I was like, I want you to see how good this crown is. Um, I want you to know I'm not going to charge you anything extra. You, you paid what you paid. I'm not giving you a discount because I didn't mess up, and I'm showing you how I didn't mess up. Uh, but this is the last time we're going to meet, and I want to make sure you have the best crown so you never have to complain about me to anybody else. And she was happy with the, with the end result. Not happy with me because I was blunt with her, but okay. this is an example of what I'm saying. Like The labs are not perfect. Right. And when I saw the crown, the crown didn't look ugly, but the margin was open. Okay. There was nothing I could do in office to make that crown seat the way that the Sarek crown sat that day. Okay. And the patient wasn't willing to wait another two weeks. Here's a question, Dr. Cal. Um, Price-wise, is it more expensive to do the in-house or about the same as doing the in-house in the lab? Okay, so there is a, um, there's only one code for all porcelain crown. Okay. There's only one code. But we charge pa- patients for the convenience, basically. I mean, I mean, it's hard to say this, but you are sitting in our chair for a longer time. Mm-hmm. So it is either you stay here for two hours and you pay a little bit more, but you have the same day, or you pay a little less and you leave in about an hour. You have to come back for another 30-minute exam, though. But there's in, in dental, the dental industry, there's only one code. Gotcha. So it's either uh, you know a Bruxer or a Zirconia crown, an Emax crown. That's all the same. Those are different Emax. types. Yeah, of different types of crowns. Materials. Yeah. Right. So it's it, it depending. You just have to play the game right. Basically, you just have to basically see what is is it the the patient paying the premium for your time. 
Ah, I see. Okay, which that's, is that's which is fair. That's honesty. Yeah, which is like, fair because some dentists you, pay yeah. for make you pay for hourly, like how much mm. time you spend with them. Gotcha. Like the the fee for service doctors, they they, uh, they the ones that don't take insurance. They don't take insurance, okay. so they'll consider how long it's going to take them for to do the case, and then they'll charge accordingly. It's mm. not by ADA codes, basically. That's what you can, they can and adjust that's what we call fee for service. Yes, fee for service. And that's out there. I mean, you yeah. have some dentists that take insurance, some dentists that say, I don't, I'm not taking any insurance at all. I charge you what I charge you, yeah. period. Right? Sounds so. like Nirvana. Yeah. So, <laughs> we, we have... That's, that's, like, that's, the, that's the holy grail of dentistry, right? <laughs> what we can get. If we didn't have to deal with insurance. Uh, we'll talk about insurance another time. We're going to have to have a lot more drinks for that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Some so, right. So, let's... Start from the beginning, right? Let's start from the beginning. How does a patient get a crown? Like, why do you need a crown, or, or what makes you get a crown, right? And I want you guys to write this down. This is this is actually very proud of this. This is a list of. Oh, Doctor Haka is, is teaching right now. Okay. Don't preach. Professor this is a list. Haka. This is a list of when you need a crown. Okay, and you guys can add any anything that you guys think about or whatever, right? Okay. But when do you need a crown? Here are the reasons. When you right? chew on rocks. Would you please? I'm just. Uh, it took me a long time to write. This. Okay. So when do you need a crown? All right. Large fillings, root canals, right? You had a tooth that was root canaled and basically... What is a root canal? Explain it, to them, to the listeners. Well, so basically root canal is whenever you have a nerve that's in the tooth that's dead, right? And then a specialist or a general dentist, both you guys can do this, you know, uh, goes in there and cleans it out, right? Okay. When, when they clean it out, they basically fill it with a material that holds the space, right? But the problem with that is now you basically have a shell of a, of a tooth, right? It's not as strong, right? Because the blood vessels and everything, it's not going through the, the, the tooth. It's not right? getting any nutrients It's anymore, not getting any right? nutrients, so it's not as strong, right? So that's Brittle. why you need a crown mm -hmm. to kind of cap it. And I used to always tell my patients, it's kind of like an eggshell now, right? So you need something to protect that eggshell. That's what a crown is, right? Uh, cracked tooth syndrome. Basically, whenever someone just, you know, grinds, grinds, grinds and cracks the tooth, you need... Two and Yes, two Or rock. ice. Or ice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you need to basically hold that tooth together, and that's what a crown does, right? Um, broken cusps. So you basically were chewing on rocks or something, uh, and then you broke off a piece of that the, the cusp, the part on the tooth that you can see, right? You broke that off. Now you basically have weakened that tooth, right? That's when you need a crown. Uh, what about excessive wear? Basically grinding, right? Uh, acid reflux. That's another issue where you basically worn down that tooth because of all the acid in your uh, mouth. Um, bulimia that's another issue uh, acidic diet someone that loves like lemons and stuff like that right there's uh, a lot of things on this list oh come on now <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is basically uh, for appearance aesthetics which is what I know Dr. Cal does a lot of aesthetics and implants right okay. so you had a tooth that was missing and now um, you can actually get a, uh, an implant and then a crown on that implant and I know that CIRAC um, actually has a way uh, where you can design an implant crown. Right? Yep. So again, awesome. that's all yep. in one that's day. really all awesome. All in one yep. day. Yeah. So, so now that we have that list, and I hope people write that list down, I'm not going to repeat myself. <laughs> so, so that's the list. Now let's talk about, so you have a patient that comes in, uh -huh. right? And they're like, hey, this is exactly, I, want, I, need, I need a crown. How do you they never sure? say that. Okay, talk to me about that. How do you I hear that? that sometimes. You hear? That? But then uh, when they they have, they say they need a crown, it's actually an extraction, though. Exactly. That's the rule of thumb. Whatever the patient says they need, generally, they, they need a crown three years yeah. ago. Yeah. 
It's now, because someone has told them before they didn't get now that done, it's and then now it's, yeah, exactly. So, so talk to me about like you know each step. Like when it comes to large fillings, root canals, and stuff, you don't always need a pair of root canals, correct? It depends on the tooth location Explain and that. so I mean if you have a you have a a, a back tooth uh, that's gonna you're gonna use to chew a lot molar premolar um, and it, say it has severe decay and they do a root canal. Um, you're gonna want to crown that tooth because it's gonna take a lot of occlusal force. You're gonna bite on it a lot, right? The tooth is gonna be hollow after you root canal. Yeah. Okay. So. So so you're saying for back teeth, you always need a crown. Uh, majority of cases. It is standard in American dentistry yeah. to actually crown a posterior tooth. Afterwards. So. Yeah. And and you know I used to always tell my patients, uh, front teeth are for cutting, back teeth are for grinding. Right? Mm -hmm. that's, unless you lose a lot of your back teeth, then you do both with the front. And that's a problem. That's another story, right? But, so explain to me. So if you maybe get a root canal in the front teeth, mm -hmm. you may not need a crown, correct? It depends on why you needed the root canal. Explain that to me. That makes no sense. If you need a root canal because your tooth is severely decayed, and the decay has entered the, the, the nerve, and that's why you got the root canal, you might need a crown because a lot of that tooth is decayed and, and is already weakened. Okay. And now you're weakening it more by, by basically doing the root canal. Okay. Uh, so you, you may need a crown there. Okay, you so may want a crown because it's your front tooth, and if you do a root canal and don't do a crown, it's going to look gray and dead. Everyone's going to call you dead tooth. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like that one. Yeah. Dead tooth. <laughs> I, I've actually had a patient that was, that her main thing was, I'm tired of being called dead tooth. <laughs> and the sad thing was, I, it was by her husband. I've uh, never, well, that's a And they were still married. Mean. I was, I was well, pretty surprised. really mean. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, but, but is it always a necessity to get a crown? On the, on the front tooth. We, no. We've established that 80% okay. of the time in the back tooth, you do, right? If the tooth... 80% of the time. I'm just giving you a number. A lot okay. more than that? Definitely. For the back tooth? For a back tooth? Yes. Yeah, so you get a root canal. You always need a crown. Always. I, if it's a molar, I'm going I'm to say 100%. I'm going to say 100%. Because here's why. If you do a root canal on the tooth and you don't do a crown, and maybe the, maybe it... You know, the axis hole that the that when you do when you did the root canal was, was itty bitty, right? Um, the chances of that tooth fracturing in their lifetime are through the roof. And if the patient gets a root canal and loses the tooth anyway, right. they're going to be mad. That's They're going to say, why didn't I get an implant and, and see Dr. Acker from the jump, right? Okay. That's a headache I don't want. So I'm 100% time on a molar. I'm doing, I'm doing the crown. So you're doing it for your convenience or their convenience? I'm doing it for both of our conveniences and to make sure it's the most predictable procedure. I'm not going to – that's just like um, – yeah, go play in the street. You may or may not get hit with a car. You probably won't because you'd be able to see them and dodge it. But I don't get that metaphor, but okay. I'm taking it a little too far. I'm taking it a little too far. He always gives us metaphors that make no sense, but to him. Hey, <laughs> if you have a crown on the tooth, you have a fail-safe. The crown might just pop off if you eat something wrong. Okay. Right? And that's kind of like the, the, the least... Resistance right there. You, you have the crown pop off. Okay. But if you don't have a crown in there and it breaks because there's nothing that can pop off to relieve the stress, right. you're going to crack through the roots. I see. But that's with posterior teeth because that's where the forces are, straight down the roots. And anterior teeth, most of the people that need anterior root canals or front teeth, smile teeth, root canals, is because of trauma. There's nothing missing. There's nothing, there's not decay, although maybe it's sometimes. like sometimes it's decay. But most times, 
people just have like get punched in the face or get hit in an accident or something like that. Yeah, that and that tooth dies. Mm-hmm. You got then, punched in the face? No, 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 soccer. Oh, the world's, okay, the world's the game. Yeah, kick in the face. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. But that's not something. Story. Then the tooth dies. <laughs> then you got dead tooth. But most of the tooth is like still there. You can do a really conservative access and just root canal it, and then you can probably just not have to crown that one, okay. depending on how it looks to if you. If it's not discolored. If it's discolored, you can or internally bleach it. It's not as uh, really predictable as crowning it, right. but you can be conservative and try to put some bleach inside of the And we the talked tooth. about that, the whitening last time in the yeah, last episode. Exactly. So if you want to hear about the whole internal bleaching with root canals and everything, last episode, plug. What about, you know, aesthetics, right? There's... Full coverage crown, meaning that you cut the whole tooth down and you crown it, and there's partial, right? Sometimes people, you'll, you'll talk about, uh, oh, you know what, this whole, the whole tooth doesn't need to be crowned, but there's some parts that need to be crowned, right? So we call that inlays and onlays. Talk about that a little more. So if, uh, say, yeah, just like you, you mentioned, if, if you have a, a lot of the tooth structure that's good, right? Right. Or maybe they had a large filling. One of the things that Sarek uh, lets us do is being more conservative and basically use the same material we would for a crown on just the part of the tooth that's that's messed up. Okay. Um, whereas if you went to a practice that didn't have that, um, they may have to. Their only option may be to crown the tooth. So, I, I don't know. I don't know about Dr. Cow. I do a lot of that. The temp, the partial. Part yeah, crowns. partial yeah. I try to be conservative when I when I can and and save you know as much of the tooth as as uh, as possible. Okay. Um, uh yeah let's talk about price again okay partial crowns versus full crowns same price cheaper more expensive talk to me about that cheaper partial crowns cheaper gonna be less expensive for yeah. partial coverage than a full coverage gotcha so yeah. more expensive for full crowns than it is for partial crowns yeah yeah gotcha yeah. okay uh what about so patients i always get this a lot is you know Am I am I just prone to have cavities because you know my mom had cavities, my mom, my dad had cavities, right? And they always talk about that, like am I genetically prone to have cavities? And what I always tell them is, well, you're not. Yes and no, right? It's basically the makeup of your saliva, right? That that helps, right? So the cavity, the bug, the bacteria that eats away your teeth, right? It's actually controlled a little bit by other bacteria in your mouth and also your saliva to kind of neutralize and bring the acid in your mouth down, right? So so if you have good saliva production, then your level of cavity that you will get is probably going to be a little less, right? And also, another thing that causes cavity or what people, why people are prone, more prone to cavities are the grooves and fissures and pits in your teeth, right? The more you have... The anatomy of their teeth. The anatomy of their teeth. The more you genetic. have, mm-hmm. the the more opportunity bacteria has to kind of sit into those grooves, right? And to a bacteria, the little grooves that you see, it's kind of like the Grand Canyon. They have ample room to do whatever they want. Eat it, away at it, and you can't even get to it with a toothbrush, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a problem, right? So, mm-hmm. so people that usually have pits and fissures, grooves and stuff... They're the ones that are more prone to cavities. Yeah, right? that's genetics, yeah. And that's but, more genetics, yeah. right, in that situation, right? And so whenever little kids come to your offices, what do you normally prescribe to those kids with pits and fissures and stuff like that? Sealants, correct? We give that to them because, again, they can't brush their, the, the, the top of their teeth. I mean, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. 
They can. They, the, they the can. Kids, uh, we do see all the children just because they don't. They're yeah. hygiene. You can't tell them what to do. They're not going to listen to you. I mean, they do listen to some people, but they're going to forget. <laughs> they're going to be playing on the iPads for a while. They're going to like, I did. I went to the dentist yesterday? I don't remember that. Okay. <laughs> you were just telling us, actually, before we came on, a story about a little kid that you had to deal with this week. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, a uh, kid had not been to the dentist in a while. A grandmother actually brought him in. Uh, cute kid. He's about eight, but um, he had some teeth that needed to come out. He's uh, basically he's been on meds since he was like four. Okay. Uh, he's eight now, and he had some severely bombed out teeth, some broken teeth, severely decayed. He's getting abscesses, and that's why the, the grandmother brought him in. Uh, he was scared of the dentist, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so basically, I'm I'm giving the job to fix all of this, but the kid has no. He's not gonna. He doesn't care. He's not brushing his teeth at home. He's He didn't even want to be there. But essentially, I pulled one of his teeth out. After that, he was not about to let me pull the other two. So I told the grandma, yeah, he's 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 telling me, you know, this is hurting him. Uh, he wants to go home uh, and then he'll come back another time. The grandma tells me to lie to him and to pull the teeth anyway, which is what I didn't want to do. But after the kid told me, uh, if you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back. Uh, I decided that was a good idea. Let's so, just let's just get them all three. So you you were about to fight a little kid. Uh, it wasn't gonna come to blows. I I, I felt for I the kid. This is a big kid because was a big guy. Yeah, like you know that was a kind of no excited fight. The thing that I hate is when patients come and they're older and they're like, oh, I was traumatized as a kid. I always get that from my patients that are older. Because you just traumatized <laughs> You did. I, apparently, I, I I just paid it forward and gave somebody else a hassle. Uh, but no, like. It's you, you the the parents can't control what the kid does, so they want you to do what they can't do, which is impossible. I have your mouth for you know thirty minutes every six months or whatever it is, and you expect me to fix all your problems. Right. That the rest of that six months, it's on you. Like if you're not making the kid brush his teeth, uh, there's gonna be issues. So this is why we do sealants. Is because basically we don't trust our patients to do what they should do. We're little kids. Little kids. Little kids. Yeah, I, we gotta make sure you preface it. I, I personally don't do any sealants on adults. It's just all kids. Right. I, I do sealants on adults too. They, they ask for it. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I, but I'm a little different too. I, I don't believe. I don't always believe sealants work. Okay. Because I've done a lot of fillings on on teeth that had sealants, gotcha. and they just basically trap decay underneath it. So here's a little fun fact, right? Okay. So we talked about ADHD, right? Yeah. And the medications that are given to kids with ADHD. ADHD. I'm sorry. Did you know that ADHD medications actually cause xerostomia or dry mouth? Yep, exactly. Right? And so that's the problem, right? So that's something that you should you should tell you know parents who have kids who get ADHD is hey you're gonna get dry mouth twisting which then can lead to a lot of cavities. Do, right? do you I know mean, what, that's a list. Do I mean, you know what the most um, uh, common uh, prescription for kids under the age of ten is? ADHD medication. Adderall. Adderall. Everyone has exactly. Adderall. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So there, there's a connection there that people don't understand is that you give kids to try to calm them down. Let me be honest with you. Back in the day, I didn't. I, I might have had ADHD, but you know what I also got? A Ass whooping. A whooping. <laughs> and I correct you. Really. Exactly. Go get the switch. Ad exactly. ADHD Go get the switch. Corrected. <laughs> did, did they let you pick the switch? No. That's a, by, no, no, but, no, no. See, you got to understand. My, my, my mom is Ghanaian. So whatever was around her is what she used. So okay. so what I did was I used to stay in the center of the in the room. 
So she didn't have much besides oh. like maybe like okay, you were thinking a remote. <laughs> you gotta be smart, but that's another story. <laughs> but anyway, see, that's what I'm saying. There's always a connection with a lot of this stuff, right? We think we're trying to help kids one way or help people one way, but we're also causing another issue: depression. Um, yep. Medication also leads to dry mouth. So if someone has, you know, depression and they're taking medication for it, sooner or later you're going to see that they have an increase in, in cavities and everything like that. Again, dry mouth leads to an increased level of cavity. Correct? Yeah. You see, so that's something that people need to understand and, and, and realize that this is what's going on. It's just, it's just a whole. Okay, we're going to get into this, no, the social yeah, uh, aspect of it. Yeah. It's just everything. It's the soda companies and sugary snacks. That's it's just right. ridiculous. Yeah. And, and then add on Adderall, and it just compounds the issue. That's exactly um, right. I mean, what, one one of the episodes we'll talk about nutrition and everything like that. You know, we'll bring someone on who knows more than we do, Dr. Great Out. You know, about, <laughs> about nutrition, about nutrition, Who knows about kids, nutrition. and everything like that. But um, in summary, what would you guys say when it comes to, you know, um, in-house crowns versus or tooth in a day, whatever you want to call it, versus don't take it into lab summary. I mean, my summary would be basically, it's it's a case by case. Um, I do both. You know, um, neither one is inherently better, but. Uh, I think we're being, you have to be honest, patients don't want to come twice nowadays. It's a consumer market. And I mean, um, so to me, having both is the best of both worlds. Like, there's a time and place for each one. How do you I, would, I would agree. There's like 10 different products on the market. Some of them I can't make. Sometimes I have to do gold. Sometimes I have to do porcelain and cheese and metal. I can't use CERC, but whenever I can, and, and when I think it's convenient for the patients, I'm going to do it the, the same day crowns. So the increase in price, remember we talked about that, the increase in price is okay because what you're doing is you're paying for the convenience of having everything done in a day. So if you're somebody who's really busy, like a stay-at-home mom or an executive or whoever, anybody, you can say, hey, at least I went to the dentist, I got it done, and I went home, and I don't have to go back and deal with it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Or deal with temporaries that are falling out. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And, and, and another argument that I had was, well, you have to understand that lab techs, do a lot of this and Dr. Cow said, well you don't realize you don't know who yeah. you're actually giving your what, product to. What what uh, how much schooling does do lab techs have to do to become lab techs? I don't know. That's, that's to become like an entry level lab tech, not very much. Okay. But if you yeah. want to go lab tech, find a master technician. That's awesome. Because yeah. okay. if you can find a master technician every time. So if you do find a master technician, you probably are going to pay more. Then. Yeah. yeah. So oh, yeah. That's yeah, going to be transferred over to the patient. Oh, of course. So yeah. it's a vicious cycle once again. Yeah. <laughs> so you pay for what you get. Right? So basically, if you go to a, a fee for service doc and they're charging you an arm and leg for a crown, it's probably going to be the best crown you've ever had. Right? right? Okay. All right. Well, so we understand that. I hope you <laughs> learned one what a cavity, what causes cavities, what cavity is. We, we hope that you also learned, um, you know, what the difference between uh, in-house or tooth in a day Cirac versus uh, uh, laboratory crown is. And uh, thank you very much, Dr. Cal, for showing up and kind of educating us on. Thanks for having uh, me. Cirac it's been and fun. Yeah. Um, we hope that people learned, and um, we'll just you know uh, continue uh, yeah. to educate people, right? Yes, yeah, hey, and uh, send us your questions yes, at uh, Real Dennis mm-hmm. at, at Real Gmail. De- that's right, at Real Dennis at gmail.com. Send us your questions. We have Facebook. You can, sh- you can look us up on Facebook, Tooth Be Toad. We're on Twitter uh, at 
real Tooth Be Told, because there was another Tooth Be Told, oh. but I said, no, this was the real one, so that's oh, exactly okay. why our handle is Real Tooth Be Told on Twitter, so go ahead and contact us and let us know what's good, all right? Take care, guys. Appreciate everybody. Have a good all day. Right. Good night. See ya.